We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome back into the Raptors Nation podcast. I'm your host, Sean Davis. Joining me, as always, is Luke Rosano. Luca, my man, first off, how are you doing? And we finally got a little bit of Raptors news to talk about on today's episode of the pod. Yeah, I'm doing good, man. It's uh, we, we do have a lot to talk about. Uh, it started on Friday. Raptors officially locking up uh, Coloco. Everybody was like, when, when is that going to officially happen? Uh, but then over the last two days, well, yesterday going into today, some interesting news. So, uh, yeah, uh, Raptors are uh, making some moves ahead of uh, training camp. Uh, and obviously the regular season is going to be here soon. Their schedule, we touched on it last week. It's going to be a gauntlet out of the gate. And uh, there's going to be a lot of interesting matchups to look forward to. But uh, I'm excited, man. August is coming to an end. And that means September is here. And that means we are one step closer to actual basketball and actual basketball news. <laughs> Indeed. So before we dive into all that, I do want to throw out a quick reminder. Please do subscribe right here to the Raptors Station YouTube channel. Ring that post notification bell as well. Apparently 88% of the viewers that watch the videos are not already subscribed. So guys, what are you doing? Subscribe to the Raptors Station YouTube channel. If you're listening to this on podcasting platforms, please do leave us a five-star rating and review. Wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever, again, you listen to podcasts. But like Luca mentioned... Christian Carloco, the rookie draft pick um, in the second round, I believe with the 34th overall pick, they finally uh, signed his contract <clears throat> to a three-year deal. Um, Three-year, I believe, is been reported $5.24 million deal um, with the third year, I believe, being uh, partially guaranteed. Um, th- this is, in my opinion, Luca, a win-win, a, a great deal for the for the Raptors anyway, a Masai. Just again, and this is so marginal, but I guess, you know, from my other previous background of that jersey kind of indicating that, you know, some teams, they don't do the, the really small things like taking a part of your mid-level exception and giving it and adding it to your rookie uh, contracts. So you're able to have that third year and that extra flexibility. Um, that team didn't do that with Alex Caruso, Taylor Horn Tucker, or Austin Reeves. Or Max Christie, so they continue to, to uh, mess up and not learn from their mistakes. So, uh, a small win, but I think it's a win win and a, a great contract by the Raptors. Yeah, I like that point a lot from you. Uh, I mean, this could be a hidden gem when it's all said and done. Selected 33rd, couldn't go wrong. 
once I saw that the Raptors selected Coloco, it's funny because I did a draft video of my own. He was one of the three names that I profiled that I wanted to see the Raptors take with that 33rd pick. So once it was Coloco, I was excited. I was jumping up for joy because there's a lot of raw potential with this guy. Now, he's not going to come out of the gate and be a guy that's going to play a whole ton of minutes or, or start or do anything like that. Expect him to spend some time with Raptors 905, a lot of time at that. And his offense is still a long way from being very polished, but it's the the rawness that he has on defense, um, you know, a, a big body that he is, being able to rebound, being able to block shots. We saw a little bit of that during the summer league. He's going to have to tame himself a bit. We saw him uncharacteristically uh, get into foul trouble. So just little things like that he's going to get better uh, with as time progresses and, and, and as he becomes more – uh, situated with this Raptors system and Raptors team, but just looking at him at a, as a raw prospect and a guy who the Raptors need just based on uh, need alone, I, I think Coloco is going to uh, gel well with this Raptors team. And again, we talk about the Raptors developmental system being one of the best in all of the NBA, just taking somebody like Coloco, who, who has a lot of good intangibles, you got to be excited about what they can turn him into and what they can mold him into over time. So stay patient. It's probably going to be a little bit of a learning curve for sure. And uh, yeah, well, I'm excited to see how Coloco ultimately pans out with this team. I am as well. I, I will admit I was a little bit lower on Coloco. Uh, he was not in my top draft prospects video that I did here for the channel. Go check it out. I had a lot of fun doing it. Um, I would have really loved them going after Andrew Nimard. That's still the guy I would have loved the Raptors to go after. But um, all in all, no, I, I think, like you mentioned, uh, Coloco in this Raptors uh, developmental system under Nick Nurse, um, you know, the sky's the limit. Like you mentioned, he's probably going to play a lot uh, for the Raptors 905, which, you know, couldn't, might not be a bad thing, especially for year one and maybe even year two. Um Let's talk about the Raptors making some decisions with their final training camp roster. Um, so they are uh, they they cut uh, Sieve, uh fan favorite, and they also Yuta. Uh, I'm trying not to botch his last name, Luca. You pronounce it spectacularly on your video on your channel. So I'll, I'll let you handle this one, bro. <laughs> yeah, Yuta Watanabe. It, it's taken me a while to get it right. I mean, covering the Raptors a lot on my channel and doing live streams, I've uh, Trust me, I botched it a ton at the early stages of it. But now, I mean, I'm not going to be saying it as much because he's uh, going to the Brooklyn Nets. So, yeah, we'll first start with the Utah news. It was expected that his days with the Raptors were all numbered, especially since the Raptors had uh, finalized the uh, the roster spots going into training camp. And there was a lot of talk that Utah's days were going to be coming to an end. And we know this is a guy that, he did show a lot of heart and hustle while I was out there on the court. He did do a lot of good things defensively. He was able to hit the three ball, I think, for like 37%. Um, so he did do some good things for this Raptors team. But it just came to a point where, yeah, he wasn't getting a whole ton of minutes. He wasn't doing enough that made him a consistent bet with Nick Nurse's rotations and just the amount of guys that came in. And we're going to get into the rotations in just a little bit. I didn't see Yuta surviving, uh, you know, all the moves and all of the uh, changes that have happened this offseason. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to miss him. He made a lot of uh, memorable moments out there on the court. I mean, a lot of them were him getting postered. I mean, the one that comes to mind is Anthony the, Edwards. The Anthony Edwards one. That is just absolutely absurd. But 
other than that, man, like he was a fan favorite. He was a beloved character here. Everybody loved to root for him. Anytime he came on, he just brought that energy. And uh, yeah, he's going to be uh, missed. And he was definitely a guy who I enjoyed uh, watching play and somebody who is just so easy to root for. So I'm hoping he does some big things with the Nets. I hope he cracks their main roster. And uh, that's a guy that could uh, bring some uh, defensive, uh, you know, uh, tendencies and some defensive skill to the Nets and, and and try to help that team. So I'm wishing you all the best. And I hope he does crack that roster and ends up getting a shot with the Nets. As we know, if the Nets figure it out, they should be in contention. So. They should be a really, really good basketball club. And like you mentioned, you had a, a 34, he shot 34% from three last season, and you're probably, he shot 40% from three. So, you know, you could be getting a lower tier three and D player. And I mean, that's something that the whole NBA wants. And it's something that, you know, the, the Nets definitely could use. Um, they also, so they let Steve go as well, trying to open up the roster spot for Jalen Harris. Um, Luca, another one that you really broke down well on your channel. What were your thoughts on, you know, the Raptors making this move and trying to open up the spot for Jalen Harris? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, I mean, the Sfi move it, it was kind of expected too i mean he's a guy who i was really high on when the raptors took a shot on him uh i believe former laker too he was on the lakers before that right so um i i liked what he was going to bring to this team the raptors needed help with the three ball with a guy who could hit the shot consistently and that's exactly why they brought him in uh speed just struggled uh simply put he had his opportunities and uh in those opportunities he wasn't able to show himself enough so Obviously, he lost Nick Nurse's trust, didn't get a whole ton of minutes down the stretch, kind of faded out of the rotation, and he's a guy that I just expected a lot more from. So I don't know what happened with him. Um, I do think he can still be a serv serviceable player, shooter on a contending team, but just for the Raptors, it, it never panned out, unfortunately. So, uh, yeah, they waive him. He averaged 4.6 points, 1.6 rebounds, and 56 appearances for the Raptors, um, and he had exercised his uh, 1.9 million player option for the upcoming season. So now it's going to be interesting because uh, yeah, uh, Jalen Harris, obviously uh, we know what happened with him. He was suspended on July uh, 1st, 2021 after testing, testing positive for a prohibited substance under the NBA and NBPA anti-drug program. Um, and he was, you know, he's been spending some time with the expansion Scarborough shooting stars. So 
Uh, where's he at? Are the Raptors going to be willing to take a shot on him? We'll find out. But uh, training camp opened September 27th in Victoria. And, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how the Raptors utilize now this open roster spot um, ahead of training camp. Yeah, and uh, I, I do agree as well with Svee. Um he, he definitely, I think, is going to get another shot at some point in the NBA. He's a shooter. He's still really, really young. And I think, you know, for a team that needs shooting, sure. I, I think some team out there, uh, whether it's like a contending team that is salary cap stricken and can't really make very much moves, uh, you know, in whether it's free agency or what's left of free agency or via the trade market, uh, I definitely think he'll be on another NBA team just because he is a really good shooter in itself um but now i think let's let's have some fun luca and let's take a look at the rotation let's take a look at the raptors and what their projected rotation could be now technically the final roster and you know, final cuts and who's gonna make the the 15 man roster and stuff like that technically that's not all sorted out that's not all finalized but i think for the most part you can you have a decent idea of what the raptors roster will look like or at least what their 10 to 12 top guys are going to be so Luca what would be your starting five right now let's just start off there yeah I think they're going to run it back with uh you know the positionless uh basketball where you know Fred Gary Trent Jr. OJ Anobi uh Scotty Barnes Pascal Siakam I, I think that's going to be uh you know, a starting five that they're going to roll out with again, but then expect to see a lot of Achua. Um, expect to see their pickup, Otto Porter Jr. Um, their resignings, Thad Young, Chris Boucher, I think they've all deserved, uh, you know, a lot of minutes down the stretch, and they proved that during playoff time. And then it's going to be interesting with the the, the backup guard, uh, Delano Banton and Malachi Flynn, both guys capable uh, of doing that. Uh, is Nick Nurse going to show us a little bit of both he hinted at it when he was hosting i think it was his golf uh, charity event or is he just going to put his stock and in, in faith in one guy but those are the players that just stand out to me that are going to be getting the the major majority of the minutes and the bulk of the minutes and uh, the guys that nick nurse is really going to lean on um so personally i'm most interested to see the combination if we are going to get a combination of flynn banton or if one guy is really going to beat out the other and get those uh a significant guard minutes behind a Fred Van Vliet, like we touched on in previous shows. He needs that uh, pressure off of him, or, or else the Raptors are going to be forced to use a Siakam or Barnes uh, as kind of that point forward. So, uh, yeah, those are the guys that I think are, are locks for sure to get minutes uh, during the regular season and beyond. Yeah, I think I agree with the starting five, although I've been toying with some lineups in my head, Luca, and – I wouldn't be too upset if they decided that they won't do this. I'd be actually very, very surprised they did do this. But let's if you want to up the ante on the switchiness defensively and you want to bring some guard relief and guard help to Fred Van Lee and have a legitimate, you know, backup guard, run a lineup of Fred Van Lee, OG Ananobi, Scotty Barnes, Pascal Siakam, and Preston Achua. I don't think they would ever do that as a starting five anyway. Yeah. But I think it accomplishes some goals that the Raptors clearly have in mind where you are upping the ante. You're turning the dial all the way up to 100 on the we're switching everything. We're longer. We're faster. We're stronger. We're more athletic than you. 
type of defense. You're turning that dial up to 100. Um, and then also you can easily or more easily be more comfortable with giving Fred VanVleet a break because, you know, you're, you're, his backup now is Gary Trent Jr., who is a microwavable scorer that can create for himself off the dribble. The, the offense might take a step back, but that's why you have Scotty Barnes and Pascal Siakam who are playing that role anyway as the second guy that's running the offense in the starting five with Fred VanVleet anyway. So um, not say that we'll run this starting five out there, but I can't, I will uh, be wrong if I didn't admit that I was definitely thinking about that potential lineup and toying within my head. And, um, you know, Nick Nurse is going to have a lot of options for his closing lineups as well. Um, yeah. Otto Porter Jr., who you brought up, was a closing lineup player and for a lot of games for those, for those Warriors teams last season until they really, really got healthy. But he did a, a great job. Uh, Thad Young, you can make an argument for, deserves to be in, in the closing lineup. Presses Achua as well. Like They have, I think, eight or nine of, all, of their top guys all make legitimate cases to be closing rotation, uh, I'm sorry, closing lineup guys in crunch time and in, in big time games. Uh, so, but that's a good problem to have in my opinion. Yeah. And they're all tall. They're all long. <laughs> and the Raptors. I promise you, like, just give, give Nick Nurse a guard, please. Nick, <laughs> take a guard. It's not but, that but it's crazy. The, the uniqueness of the Raptors rotations and these lineups of having guys who can play multiple positions and having this positionless, uh, style basketball, we're seeing it rub off on other on other teams, and the Raptors are kind of this team that pioneered it, and they're doing it so well, having these uh, tall, long lineups, these guys that can do so many different things. Um, yeah, it's, Nick Nurse is going to have a lot of fun to try to mix and match, see what works best. But going based on what you asked me about the, the starting five, I'm just uh, going based on what I think Nick Nurse will do. We saw a lot of that rotation, a lot of the, that starting lineup last season, but. I mean, I wouldn't be necessarily opposed if, if Precious Achua at some point got that opportunity to be a starter. I said in the past, I think he can be, but uh, I, I think at first Nick Nurse won't show that hand, but uh, don't sleep on Achua possibly working his way into the starting lineup when it's all said and done. But I think on opening night, we will see uh, what we saw last season. But I guess for your sake, yeah, you would you would bring Gary Trent Jr. From, from off the bench. I don't know, and I've seen it. Tough, right? It's like like one guy's got to go on the bench. Who's it going to be? It's not going to be Scotty. It's not going to be Siakam. It's not going to be Van Vliet, the rookie of the year and your two all-stars. So then it comes down to OG or Gary Trent Jr. Right. One, are one of those guys really going to be accepting of the role from coming off the bench? And better yet, are one of those guys a bench guy? <laughs> yeah, legitimately. I know, I know that a lot of people in the chat in the comments are like, Sean doesn't understand, yada yada. Uh, the Raptors they don't need guards. I'm I'm just saying that eventually you're going to need another legitimate guard, another legitimate backup guard. Like the wing depth is absolutely cool, but if Fred VanVleet knock on every single piece of wood that I can find gets a little banged up, like we like we really really saw in that playoff series. Uh, against Philly last year, if he gets banged up, who do you have at the guard spot that can really create? I'm not, I know this isn't the Raptors' way. I know this isn't uh, how the Raptors have are doing things, and they're more of hey, let's get bigger, let's get all the the switchy six ten wings with seven six wingspans, like let's go that route, which I love. And like Lucas said, it's really rubbing off on other teams in the NBA. But 
you need one other. And maybe and maybe that's in-house and like I'm just sleeping on Banton and I'm sleeping on Malachi Flair yeah. and, and, and Nick Nurse really does see those guys as the backup point guard uh, in, in a stable backup point guard in the rotation. Yeah. Maybe I, I'm just sleeping on those guys, uh, on Delano Banton and uh, Malachi Flynn. And those are the guys, awesome. Then my only concern about this roster is now solved. Um, yeah. But- no, listen, it's a legitimate concern. But at the same time, I might be too high on Malachi Flynn and or Delano Banton. But I do think one of those guys, if not both, can do a good job. I'm putting my faith in Malachi Flynn third season did a lot of good things this summer granted going up against guys who aren't NBA talents but he showed us what he could do and Delano Banton he was a very uh, good player for the Raptors and he made the most out of his minutes uh last season so I'm looking forward to what he does in in another full season with this team but um yeah they're gonna need some guys or at least one guard to alleviate that stress and pressure from Van Vliet because they can't expect him to play 40 plus minutes like he did last season. But uh, yeah, I, I think don't sleep on, on Malachi and, and Banton. I think one of those guys uh, could possibly run away with this thing and, and really shoulder that load. And if that doesn't happen, then yeah, the Raptors are not going to be in a good position where you're just going to burn out Fred. And I, I don't think you want Siakam and Barnes to uh, not get any rest as well when they got to take over the, the, the point point guard duties when Fred does get his break. So a lot of opportunities up for grabs. I mean, Banton, Flynn, you're going to get your opportunities. Nick Nurse will give you that shot, I assume. So we'll see who gets, uh, who makes the most out of that. Last, last thing before we get you guys out of here. I've, I've toyed with this idea in the past. I might have brought it up here on the channel. I think number one to, I think like you were mentioning, I think you try to solve it in-house. But yeah. there's a free agent guard who's still out there right now that, you know, played really, really well when he was with the Raptors. And, you know, why not bring him back for one year and try to, you know, fix your he would fix your six man uh, guard problem. Um, what about Lou Will? If you try to fix it in house, <laughs> what if you bring back Lou Will? Oh, man, Lou Williams. I haven't heard that name in so long that it would it would be interesting. Yeah. Like, I mean, if I don't see them doing that, but I mean, on yeah, paper, no, I it would it would make sense for sure. But another guy we didn't even talk about is what about Jalen Harris? What if they do give him the spot and he runs away with it? That's another guard. Yeah. Again, I, I think they'll keep What's it the in house. That? <laughs> yeah. I, I think they'll definitely um, keep it in house um and, yeah. and try to fix it this way which is how the raptors are uh have always been doing especially on the next nurse you know try to resolve it in-house and then you know we'll you know we'll work around it we'll maybe go make a trade or you know we'll, we'll do something of that nature but luca man I, i'm just honestly ready for basketball season so i'm ready to actually actually really get the ball rolling and uh trying to find how more fun discussions i mean this was fun as well but um, have more lively discussions and uh, easier things to talk about. But, um, Luca, thank you for joining me, man. And uh, this was really, really fun as always. Yeah, man. Fun doing this. Thanks for watching, guys, and listening. Definitely leave us uh, a review wherever you get your podcast. And I promise we'll have much more substance to talk about once uh, there's actual stuff to talk about with training camp and, and all that fun stuff that's going to be uh, starting up pretty soon. So, 
yeah, it should be a fun time in sports. And uh, we got you covered on all things wraps. Yes, sir. So make sure you guys subscribe right here to the Raptors Station YouTube channel. Ring that post notification bell as well. Until next time, guys, stay safe and peace out.